leading us in, that was the Shira Choir and the Kifness with Imashem Lo Yivne Bias. You know, that's a, like a brand new mix on that song. Yes. yes. It was so interesting. This guy, the Kifness, takes musical tracks and adds and remixes it basically yeah yeah so he what he does and and people are talking about how he's <laughs> he's gonna make world peace he takes like these viral songs but from all different cultures uh sometimes it's just random people like beatboxing on the street and things like that and then he remixes them and he adds the beats etc and they really sound great yeah no it sounds like a great song i don't know how he got to the she require i don't even know where that I, came from i think people um people suggest things to him and then he goes for it and i i'm sure he he listens to it and he decides if he thinks it's going to be good but i cannot get this song out of my head right now and it also makes him very diverse yes like he, he's all over the board so this guy by the way I, I don't think he's jewish uh he's he's very well known i believe in south africa he's an edm uh, artist and uh he's got like Many, 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 one of his videos on YouTube has like 35 million views. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he's quite popular. He's not, you know, he's not just a... Yeah, uh, he's got almost a million subscribers on that channel. Yes. That's a great shout out to the She Require. Yeah, for sure. Puts them, really puts them on the map. But you know what's great? The video where it's side by side and, and we'll have a link to it in the show notes as usual. The uh, the video, you see the She Require on the right and you see him on the left and he's like in black and white. He looks, he made himself look Jewish. Maybe he is Jewish, I, I don't know. I don't think so, I don't think so. Believe it or not, a lot of these EDM DJs are uh, Jewish. Uh, Avicii, I guess we should say Allah Shalom. I think he died of an overdose. Is is that, he was Jewish? He's Jewish. Uh, David Guetta, he's Jewish. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he was Jewish, this guy. I suppose it's possible. Yeah, totally. Maybe that's why he did it. So this is a this is a nice uh, episode because we are back to live recording live because uh, my co-host here just recovered from the Omicron. Yeah, that's true. I had the Omicron. I didn't know if it was the Omicron, but it felt like. I mean, it was pretty mild. You know, whenever you did get you have it, fever, no, no fever, no fever. So what what was it? And, it was just you're, congestion, you're, cold, and then, and then it so was just, like just cold, the dramatic basically? fact that you have COVID, <laughs> that you tested you, positive. Come on, what, and you're like, uh oh. Were you happy when you got the positive test? No, a little happy. Come on, who gets happy? No, like it's you, like you start to get nervous. Like, okay, I hope I'm in that group that doesn't have a problem. You know, yeah, no, but the, the Omicron is not really creating major well, so problems. far. That's yeah. that's what we've seen. Thank no, and now, God, even the health that it's not been you know too serious for most people. It's Barfish. mild. So what's interesting is that I got COVID together with my wife, and that's really the best way to get it. No? If there is a best way, if there I guess. is a best way to get it, it's best to get it. No, I would think the opposite because now there's no one like taking care of the house. You're both out of commission. But that's the beauty of it. Nobody could blame anybody else. You understand? And couples the kids are just eating COVID pizza together. every minute and ice cream. What's for dinner? Pizza and ice cream again. <laughs> <laughs> couples that is. get COVID together stay together. <laughs> oh, is that is that a thing? That's absolutely right. You know what? Honestly, when one of us Which is Guggle sick, said that. When one of us is sick, the other one could never do enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the other the spouse could never do enough things. Like you can't like how are you feeling? How are you doing? Are you okay? Like you can't ask enough times. How are you? You understand? When both people get sick, it's like there's nothing, like you don't expect anything from one another. When one person in the couple is sick, it's like it's always up to the healthy person to do 
so much more. Like, like, like when I'm sick and my wife goes out, I'm like, hello, where are you? Like, I, I'm waiting. For, it's three o'clock. I, I haven't eaten a thing all day. Where did you go? Like, where's lunch? Like, I, I was looking at my arm. I'm ready to eat my arm. But, but when you get it together, all you really need to do is just look over and go, oh, do you feel as bad as I do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And then that's it. You, you did you're your duty. You're, you're done. You're a good husband. I have the opposite experience with me. Anytime I complain, I can have a bullet hole in my arm shoulder and i could go honey oh my gosh it hurts and she'll go do you know what i went through last night i was up all night <laughs> i get no zero sympathy zero i wonder what it would be like if we both but got the it truth together. is all you do when you have the covid is just keep popping the advils and tylenol i don't know i don't do tylenol oh tylenol is much better for me why i, I, I whenever i take well it i feel me. like it doesn't work i just feel like i'm wasting my time I got, I'll only take Advil. So there's a big difference between Tylenol and Advil. Let's. You want to geek out for a moment? All right. So Advil, what is this, a medical geek out? Yeah, Advil is an anti-inflammatory. Okay. Whereas Tylenol uh, essentially is, it blocks the pain receptors in the brain. I thought that's what Advil is doing too. Like it's all pain relief. Right. So the, it, it relieves the pain through physical biological changes. Whereas Tylenol is just tricking your brain to say, you're not in pain. You're fine. So for me, Tylenol will always work better than the Advil. Really? I yeah. never take the Tylenol. And you know what? I take even less than Tylenol? Aleve. Aleve. Uh, Does who not takes work. Aleve? <laughs> what is Aleve? I'm just saying, Horrible. I feel like Aleve is for women. Yes. That's how I <laughs> it's feel. It's funny that you say that because just recently I, I had very bad back pain, Dr. Sarno. I had very bad back pain and, and I was complaining and my wife says, well, you should really try Aleve. Why do you take some Aleve? Exactly. This always works for me. Like, Aleve? That's a, it's like saying, why don't you have some Pez? You know, like... <laughs> Stop it. Leave is a joke. I just feel like it's for womanly pain. It's just not the real deal. I, I, I don't know why it is that way. I also don't like any medication, any medication or anything that says like, just want to leave cures you for all day. No, 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 no. So 2022, 2022 is here and uh, New York has a new mayor. I mentioned this because even though, yes, many of our listeners are not from New York. I mean, did you wish anybody a happy new year? Because you should have started the episode off that way. Uh, of, well, no, I'm not going to do it to from people. I do it to Guyam. What? The new year is a new year. Why you got to be like so tunnel vision? New year is a new year. The only reason why you this, shouldn't this is, say happy new this year. This is not the new year for us. Listen bro. to me. It's a new year for somebody. You know what I'm saying? You know how it's like, right, it's, like so it's five the, o'clock somewhere. Right. So for them, I'll tell them happy new year. But our new year started on It's Rosh a Shana. fiscal new year, friend. It okay. is what it is. Do you, do, you, do you celebrate fiscal things? No. What was the last fiscal thing? I had a huge feast on New Year's Eve. No, you didn't. I sure did. Happened you? to have been Friday night. Oh. But the the <laughs> <laughs> but the reality is there's a limit. Like you can't tell even like anybody Happy New Year after a certain time. Like don't come to me like January twentieth like Happy New Year. No, no, no. No, you know what I hate more than that. Are the people who like the day before? See you next year. I I, oh, I despise those people. I detest them. No, no, no. Whenever that happens to me, I delete that person's number. Yeah, I hate those people. Deleted. Happy New Year. See you next year. See you next year. I hate that. Yeah. So anyway, our our the new mayor of New York, uh, Eric Adams. There was a lot. Everybody was very hopeful about him because De Blasio was just a train wreck. But um, his new district attorney, his name is. There's big scandals with Eric Adams. His new district attorney, his name is Alvin Bragg, 
And he basically said that you could be a criminal and we're not going to do anything about it. Did you see this? I, I, I know that not much has changed with the bail reform. No, so this is much worse. It's so, even worse? Yes, yes. He wants to basically, he wants whatever they, he, he wants less people going to jail. So whatever crime they commit, he wants you to knock it down a notch. So like shoplifting, instead of it being a misdemeanor, it's a whatever. I, you know, I don't know the legal terms. But now there's also a big scandal with Eric Adams because- yeah, wait, 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 whatever, whatever, whatever crime they commit, he wants you to knock it down a notch. So here, I'm, I'm quoting from the New York Post. So armed robbers who use guns or other deadly weapons to stick up stores and other businesses will be prosecuted only for petty larceny. A misdemeanor provided no victims were seriously injured and there's no genuine risk of physical harm to anyone. Armed robbery, a class B felony, would typically be punishable by a maximum of 25 years in prison, while petty larceny subjects offenders for up to 364 days in jail and a $1,000 fine. Sorry. So basically what he's saying is it's open season. So what happened in California is now coming to New York with all the smash and grab and with all the the crime. I mean, this is insane. And Eric Adams, this is his district district attorney. He, he, He... you know, he campaigned with him. He supports him. What's shocking is that it's coming from a former cop. Captain. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what kind of shocks me because you'd, you'd think he'd have a stronger stance on crime. Yeah. We all expected it to be, you know, a, a, a new sheriff in town. An yeah. upgrade. An upgrade. This to me is, is really a downgrade. Another example, burglars who steal from residential storage areas, parts of homes that aren't accessible to a living area, will be prosecuted for a low-level Class D felony that only covers break-ins. So instead of it being... Basically, what I'd like the crime report to be oh, is... Oh, don't get me started on drugs. Drugs are just yeah, that, totally mud. This is out. what I want to know is, like, tell me what I can get away with. That's all <laughs> I want to know. Okay, here Like, advise me. Okay, shoplifting is fine. Okay. Because even if they catch you, and even if you get convicted, there's no there's bail reform. You're not going to get put in jail. So worst case scenario, you get picked up, you pay a fine. So figure if you shoplift ten times and you get caught once, that's a quite a profitable it's a money gig. maker. It's uh-huh. a money maker. Uh-huh. And, nice. And if we're saying this, you you got to believe that many people in the country, across the country, are saying this. You know, come on, come to New York. You know. Also, I heard about Eric Adams. That you hear about him? They that he put his brother in a deputy commissioner position, I believe. Really? Yeah. Why? Why would he do that now? I don't know. Like, why? Why not wait a little bit? You I don't know? know. But people are up in arms because it stinks of corruption that you put your brother into a top government position. Uh, you know, like the week that you take over. Yeah, that's just not not a smart move. I don't know. I'm still hopeful. Like, I feel like things could be better like I, the things couldn't get worse how about that how about that don't say that no they <laughs> couldn't be that. any look worse. at california look at california right california is but a- that's coming from the governor that's not a that's that's the governor this state is rotten yes but people are moving out new york city's droves. the biggest city in the country one of the most important cities in the country yes but by the way I just saw a statistic. 300,000 people moved out of California in 2021. How many people do you think moved out of New York? So 300,000 in California? Out of California. How many people moved out of New York? Let's guess 100,000. 360,000 people left New York. No. Are you serious? Yes. These are the stats. Wow. Wow. Look, I'm not surprised. 
Look, AOC couldn't wait to get to Florida so she could take off a mask. Right. You saw those. You it's saw funny because right? somebody from my office moving to Florida. Really? Yep. I mean, just wherever you look, Living the dream. there's people moving Living out. the dream. You know what? When you, but you know what? It doesn't help because you think end up about in Florida this, if and then, you're and then not, the government if, if changes. If you're a non-Jew, right? You don't have anything keeping you in one state versus the next. I mean, yeah, everybody has family and everybody wants to be around their family. But if things get unbearable in a certain state... I don't need a shul. I don't need a community. I'll make a community. It's, you can go anywhere. Literally go to Texas, go to California, go to South Carolina. Not California. Go to Florida, go to South Carolina. This is where people are moving because there's no reason not to. The weather's great. People are mostly working it's remotely. You yeah. could, if, you, if you've got skills, you can get a job anywhere. It seems like the job market is wide open these days. It's hard to find good help. Yes. And it's and, and and for skilled individuals and people that have a, a work ethic, the entire country is fair game. So why live in California? Why live in New York? Why? No, I agree. We're stuck here because it's we're, we're stuck in tri-state area because of this so much. Uh, this uh, these are Jewish infrastructure. Hubs. There's just right. so it's much infrastructure, infrastructure right? for Jewish families, anywhere. schools, things. It's such a shame, though. But look, uh, Ben Shapiro moves. He moved from California to Florida. Yeah, he lives in Boca. Yeah, and I, I, is it? Boca? I saw him having a oh, great time at the Yakov Shweki concert a, a couple weeks ago. Oh, really? That's right. When is he coming on the cast? I don't know. But bottom line is. If, he lives in Boca, I think. Is it? And yeah, he's loving his life. It's a different yeah. world. Well, you saw what happened with AOC, right? AOC went down to Florida, and they took yeah, pictures the of COVID, her. COVID got uh, COVID got overwhelming here, and she just took a plane. She went with her boyfriend. She went to Florida, and uh, the governor's office tweeted, "You know, welcome to the free state of Florida, AOC." You know, yeah, they rubbed <laughs> it in her face, and she said something like, "Isn't the governor? Hasn't he been MIA for the last two weeks?" And he responded something like, yes, I have been because I've been taking my wife to chemotherapy for the last two weeks. Whoa. Yeah. Who was that? Ron DeSantis. I missed it, yeah. Yeah. Nice. And um, and what's funny, so so everybody was just bashing her and saying, you know, you're a hypocrite. You go to Florida while, while you know, New York is experiencing this crazy surge and spike and you go to Florida and you're maskless. And she really got caught, you know, in a really bad situation, right? What was her response? Did you see her response? I don't remember. So she basically, so she, one of the in one of the pictures, she's with her boyfriend and he's wearing sandals, which is never a good idea. No, you know, just sandals. And so a lot of people were making fun of it. And she said her response because she had nothing to say was, uh, "Well, this is a you know, this is a, a show for all audiences, so we're going to say it as follows." She the basically last time said, "I as a man wore sandals was in the camp shower." <laughs> yes, because you don't want to get athletes. I just want to leave that there. Yes. <laughs> And that's the last time you should have worn it. And she said something like, the Republicans are obsessed with me because they all want to date me. Get over yourselves. You, oh, I you all need see therapy. That. So obnoxious. So obnoxious. I mean, in a way, in a way I like it because she's trolling and I'm a big fan of trolling. But come on. Like, that that's obnoxious. It is obnoxious. Agree. Could we take a shift? I, I want to talk about a topic that I like to talk about that we don't usually get to, which is technology. All Can right. we talk a little bit about technology? Sure. So we had CES, a lot of interesting things coming Which out of stands CES. for? Consumer Electronics Show. Okay. So because of COVID, it wasn't as big as in years past, cool. but a lot of amazing things uh, on the horizon. But one thing that I saw just blew my mind. I don't know if you saw it. It's this BMW with the e-ink paint. Did you see this? Yes, I did see that. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? So this is a BMW. It's a BMW SUV. What is the technology there? It's like a Kindle. You know an Amazon Kindle? You know the Kindle? Yes. So 
the technology is it's basically imagine two pieces of glass with oil in the middle, okay? And when it gets an electrical charge, it could tell that oil to form itself into shapes. So a Kindle can take an electrical charge and it forms letters and words and pictures. Mm -hmm. And once you take away that electrical charge, since it's like oil, it stays there. So actually, the, it comes up in halacha because what if you looking at you know what if you're using it as like a sitter or something, and you have the name of Hashem there, and now you want to turn the page, it's essentially being erased and being redrawn. So it becomes a halacha shaila. I don't know what the answer is on that halacha, by the way. Interesting, but it's a cool con nonetheless. So yeah, so instead of paint, the entire outer body and inner body of this BMW is made with ink. So now you could go, you could have your car be white. You can have it be black. Let's say it's it's a very hot day, sunny day. You make it, you shift it to white. I mean, right now my it, mind it is going straight to like, how do you, how could you get a ticket? Like you can get off of a ticket right. if they write black <laughs> and the car is white. Yeah, it's like, we have BMW going down I-95, a white BMW. <laughs> right. You're out. You're done. You're done. It's you're great. Safe. Right. You're safe. But like, no, and it animates. Also, like, what would happen if this car gets into a collision? That was the first thing I thought yeah, about. Yeah, like, is it going to be oil everywhere? It's like, what a mess. <laughs> Together, could you imagine how much it costs to change? Yeah. To fix it? It'd be nuts. But like, if you see the videos, and we'll link to it, it's amazing. Like, it's animated. There's animations. It has patterns. I mean, and it's based on your mood. It's, it's cool. So it just amazing. doesn't excite me as far as being a practical thing. Okay, I have a black car with black interior, mm -hmm. and summers it, it could reach one hundred and thirty yeah. degrees in, inside. Right. So you, imagine literally being able to make the outside white, the inside white, just from that to alone. Reflect the heat. That's so cool. And in the winter, you do the opposite. So maybe you'll be warm. one of these nerds that have the mirror in their windshield. You know those people that. <laughs> I have one. That, <laughs> I have one. Oh, you're such a nerd. Like these people one. that put their thing <laughs> yes, into I the... Have it, I have it. Oh, I don't want my car to get too hot. I have it. Because, so I'm just going to sit okay, here and, you know what? and open up this... Okay, you're making fun of calling us nerds. You know what I mean? You need to, to realize it gets like 130 degrees. I know. I have a car. You have a I black drive. interior? You have black interior? Yes, but I get over it. I start, I, start, I start the car early. You know, I let it cool down before I go in. Okay, so... I mean, you, come on. This has been going on feature. for 100 years and everybody's been fine. <laughs> <laughs> and now you say, oh, I can't wait for technology okay, to come this? out so I don't have to have a hot car. Okay, I left my phone in the car once in the summer. Yeah. It broke my phone. Really? It got too hot and it broke my phone. Yes. Oh, you're not laughing anymore, huh? No, no, no. I'm still laughing. <laughs> so mean. <laughs> but, but, but I guess it wasn't an iPhone because the iPhone will shut down. It was an iPhone. That was in the it days. Generally it generally shuts down. It, it won't work. It, it shut down. And? But it, I left it there for an extended. I left it there all day, basically. Oh, wow. That I, was silly. I, I commuted. I left it in the car and I commuted. I took mass transit. And when I well, got back to the car. nothing could last. No piece of electronics you know is going to last in 500 degrees. Right. But if it wasn't a black on black it car. It wouldn't matter. Yeah, Yes, it would. I think the car would get hot enough to break any piece of technology, white or black, if you're leaving it in there all day. Okay, I disagree. I respectfully disagree. You know that this, we could just put this to a test. How? Just put this to a test. I don't know. Oh, you have one. an old iPhone, right? Yeah, I have to send it back, though. Oh, I have an old and iPhone. Speaking of, I haven't done that yet. Got to get that done. Yes. I think I have three days left. Nobody cares. Continue. So that was a lot of fun from CES. Um, but speaking of technology, on, on the negative side, and I do want to bring this up because... Parents need to know it's this. It's funny, just to, I'm sorry to point this out. You have, an like, even if you have an iPhone, like, you know, you use it, it's still, it's your, the, the minute you get a new iPhone, for some reason, that iPhone is like trash now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's garbage. You don't spit on the I iPhone. won't even look, I wouldn't even touch it. I don't, <laughs> like, er, I don't even want to go near this. Like, last week, it was like, the best don't touch ever. my phone, right? It's <laughs> yes. going to fall, I have my case. Now, it's like, 
I won't even like. It's so crazy how the mind works. Yeah. And then, and then, if God forbid, the new phone, you know, the oh, glass don't even speak. And you have to temporarily use the old one. It's oh, like, no, no, I'd rather not use disaster. anything. Disaster! Get me I a flip phone. Anything. Somebody get me a flip phone. <laughs> um, speaking of technology, so this is on on, the, on a more serious note, but I do want to bring it up because it's important for people to know. Uh, obviously, we, we we don't talk that much about it, but you know, filters are really important, especially for kids. And people don't realize the dangers that are inherent with the internet. And it's a serious topic, and maybe we should spend the show, you know, talking a little bit more about it. But I do want to call out this one thing, because this was this was really scary to me. Uh, there was a kid that uh, has an Alexa device, and it said, basically, Alexa, tell me a challenge. And Alexa, you know, Alexa basically, you know, called the internet and pulled whatever it found first. And the challenge that it told the kid was, take a your iPhone charger, plug it halfway into the outlet, then take a penny and touch it to the metal of the charger. You know, the part that of that's the plug? The, of the plug. And the kid did it. And the kid ended up severely injured. And uh, It's alarming how many kids speak to Alexa. Yes. It's crazy. If there's a device in the house, the kids automatically speak to it. And and you, you cannot control what they're going to say. If You know, a lot of people have Alexa devices. We're not here to poskin and tell you it's allowed, it's not allowed. But you do have to realize what you're getting into. There's these challenges, these crazy... Remember the challenges where they were challenging people? They were planking on balconies and people were falling to their deaths? No, I do not remember that. That was a thing a couple of years ago. I mean, there's constantly these really dangerous challenges. And leave it to kids to figure out something dangerous. If you're a parent and you have small children and you have an Alexa device, you should be aware of these things. They're going to have access to these crazy things. This kid, I think the kid's... it's interesting because even if you're die, a young person and you want to just hear about the challenges, remember there's probably a, a younger person next to you or in the vicinity that's learning from what you're doing. That's, by the way, I feel like the, the biggest threat is you have teenagers that are impacting younger kids and the teenagers maybe have the wherewithal not to do something as crazy, whereas the younger kids are watching this and 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 learning from it and then... They're doing this on their own time, and they're not as bright or not as uh, smart, and they'll do something silly like this kid did with the penny and the outlet. So I was actually listening to another podcast podcast called the Neflez Habayra podcast, and Rabbi Kiva Tatz was on it. Uh, he said something very interesting, and he's a doctor as well, and one of the things he said was he said, if you look at the medical world, we really don't have cures for anything, anything. And then the the host is also a doctor, and he said, well, what do you mean? What about antibiotics? And he said, well, even antibiotics... We know if the person doesn't have a strong immune system, you could pump that person full of antibiotics. You could replace 50% of their body with antibiotics. They're not going to pull through. Your immune system must defeat the disease. That's the bottom line. And that's every disease. So it's the same thing here. And that's what you're saying. But it's such an interesting thing. And one of the things he said was, once the, the book from, uh, I believe it was Chizkiah uh, Melech, once that was Nignas. Sefer Refuas. Sefer Refuas. As the one, book of uh, cures. From, from King Solomon. He was he was the one who hit it. Until that comes back, we're not going to have cures. He said something along those lines, or that's why we don't have cures. But very interesting. And why, wait, where did it go? That's going to be on our next MythBusters podcast. <laughs> if you haven't heard our other podcast, check it out. Spoiler Jewish- alert: They hid the safer because people weren't <laughs> people weren't believing in Hashem anymore. They were why, just, why you got? Why they you were putting all their why trust in the safer of us, and then they and and, and okay, we got to cross you know that what? one. Hide it. Great, we're crossing it off the list. <laughs> check out Jewish MythBusters. Uh, and uh, check out the podcast and subscribe and leave us a good rating as well. So speaking of the health department, I don't know if you saw, there was a, a big breakthrough. There was actually a heart transplant where they transplanted a heart 
of a pig into a man. I saw that on the news. Yeah, isn't that crazy? It was a baby pig, right? Something like that. And it's not the first time they've done it, but they've never had real success in the past. But here they did some gene editing to the pig so that the heart would be less likely to be rejected. And this is crazy they, stuff. I, they, they, they harvested this... Or they, I don't know what the right word is. Did they clone it? No, it's not cloned. No, no, it's not cloned. So they raised this pig with the... Gene edited. They raised this gene edited. And no, they raised it in order to to put it into a patient. Yes. It's not like they just yes. found a pig. Yeah, yeah, no. There's a company that's actually producing this. This is their business model. Uh, their business model is to take these gene edited animals so that we could get organs. And that brings us to another myth, which is... Uh, can Jews, is it, a, is it a halachic problem, let's say for a Jew, to get a pig of a heart? But we're a not. heart of a pig, my friend. Did I say pig of a heart? Yes, you did. <laughs> <laughs> so stay tuned for a future episode where we cover that. So also in the news, uh, coming out of Eretz Troll, uh, I believe you saw it. Did you see the, uh, the women of the wall have been active? What's happening with them? So the, there was an article and uh, it actually it, it made the rounds it started in I think the Jerusalem Post and it was on the AP uh, and it basically so the headline was a fu- future of prayer site in doubt under Israel's fragile government it's basically saying that the women of the wall are very worried about you know what's going to be now that the government there's so much upheaval in the government in Israel they don't know what their future is going to be but one thing that was driving me crazy so there was a, there was like a huge picture for this women of the wall and you see the women of the women of the wall they're there they have a, a safe terror in front of them they're all wearing tefillin and none of the tefillin shil rosh were on correctly not one of them like if you're a woman of the wall right and you're like you really believe in this <laughs> like just get it right it's not that difficult yeah, Google you can it. Find, yeah, like Google all it. All this information is available online. It's widely available. So it was driving me crazy. And then I, I saw, which I'm sure you saw, the tweet. Uh, I believe it was uh, our friend Yaakov Langer who tweeted, uh, he, he retweeted uh, Amare, our, our good friend, the Gersedek Amare, who was davening uh, before a game. And he's wearing, he, you know, it, looked like he, it looks like he's about to do Hagba. Personally, that's what I think he was doing. I don't know about you. And... Everyone's talking about his tefillin shalrosh. They're also completely off center, like totally off center, and everybody's talking about it. Really, this is like a a, a fuss about it. I mean, listen, everyone's goes off center now and again. It's not like anybody on purpose does it. It just like slipped to the left or something, like everybody else's does. But it's but, also a little low, in my opinion. I think it's a little low. It just needs to be we're, tightened. We're gonna have a link to it, of course, in our show notes. You could check it out for yourself. But you know what? It's just impressive that wherever he goes, he makes sure to get a minion going. Amazing. You know, a lot of people travel, they're not checking out, you know, how close is the Chabad to the hotel? Or what am I going to do about a minion? Some people are. Some people are, are really sensitive about that. And like, I can't, I'm not going to travel anywhere if there's no minion uh, to daven in the morning or whatever, Miss Sefer or whatever, Mondays, Thursdays. And some people are not as careful. Um, it's good to see. Amari is just super strict about that. But here's my question. So everybody's going crazy. Even Yaakov Langer, his his tweet said something like, now I really have no excuse for missing chakras when I have 30 minyanim minyan near me. And he wrote, Amare is davening chakras in Portland, nets at Blazers tonight. So, but... Yeah, there's like like two minyanim probably. No, but but here's my point is nobody's tweeting about you davening, right? Mm-hmm. He's a gare and now he's a regular yid. So why is it news and why is it I have no excuse to daven because Amare's davening? In in a way, I feel like it's belittling to him to say that. Like what? You expect him to be 
less. He's a Gersedek. As we established in our last episode, he's a Gersedek. Yeah, but also, that's what, I'm, that's, what, that's what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to say that there's a lot of FFB type of people that are not so machmer when it comes to they're out of town. There's only one minion at six. I'm not getting up that early. Uh-huh. Sorry. You know, and it's like... Here's a guy that's 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 Jewish for a few years, and look how important. I think it's just highlighting the fact that there has to be hischadshus. Uh, there has to be. Uh, it has to be like new to you. You know, when it's new, it's exciting. And a lot of times, when we let it, when when we get into routine and we're doing something for so long and so many years, we could kind of lose the the value. We lose the specialness. It just becomes something that we do automatically by routine. And therefore, you know, if we have to miss a day, two, three, who cares, right? Because so you, because right. I did it my whole life, and there's so many more to go. What's one day? So your 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 take is really because of the what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas effect. It's praiseworthy that he has all the excuses. He's traveling, et cetera. He doesn't really... Yeah, yeah. He, it's he, praiseworthy because, again, to him, it's so exciting. To him, it's so new. It's fresh. We got to get him on. We got to get him here. I would love to get him on. We'll have so much fun. <laughs> we really will. So speaking of Twitter, by the way, what? give us the update on the FTOTY 2021. Did I get that right? Yes, from Tweet of the Year. Nice. From Tweet of the Year 2021. First of all, it's not without scandal. Really? Huge scandal. <laughs> What's going on? Well, okay, there was one... <laughs> the big scandal? <laughs> there was one tweet in the running, okay? I think it was by uh, Debacher, De- De- D-E-Bacher, whatever. So Debacher had a tweet, and the tweet was about Chakras at the airport. How do you get Chakras at the airport? You go to the counter and say, I'm missing my friend Chakras. <laughs> And then they go on the loudspeaker and like, Chakras, uh, please come to Terminal B12. Chakras, please come to Terminal B12. So that was nominated for From Tweet of the Year. I vote for that. I vote for that. Well, you're Is not the only right? one that votes for it because apparently it was going up against the Shtisselchala, I believe. What was the, Shtis- what was the Shtisselchala? The Shtisselchala is this challah dressed as Akiva Shtisel from the show Shtisel. <laughs> You have to see it. I guess you don't keep up with this. <laughs> no, I don't. Anyway, Shtisl, um, I'm sorry, Shachar's terminal ends up winning, but then they turn around, they look, and apparently somebody bought these Twitter bots to come in and vote hundreds of votes within 15 minutes or something. For, for it was which, apparent that there was... Tweet? For which tweet? For the Shachar's terminal tweet, which ended oh. up getting disqualified really yeah because they saw that it was somehow impossible for actual for, for this many votes to come in in this short of a time and therefore that tweet got completely disqualified wait wait the, do is that really done? Like in an airport, they go to and say, I, lo- I, lo- I don't know like- if anybody's actually done it. I haven't done it. I don't think I've heard it, but it's completely plausible and love it. should happen, I by love, the way. That's love, a love co- love Jewish it. life hack, love by the it, way. Love it, love it, love it. And by the way, the bot is also such a Jewish thing to do. It's like, you're not winning anything. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get my bots to. <laughs> so, no, tweet so, of the so year, anyway, like- but so, so the VOD got on the phone with the who, who, who is who? The VOD is Avi <laughs> Schwartz. The Vod is Avi Schwartz. Um, he got on the phone with Debacher, and, and he's like, "No, I'm 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 talking to the guy. Literally, I'm on the phone with him, and you know he's not behind it." And then I was thinking, maybe it's the Shtisel supporters just throwing to knock him votes out. right at Debacher just to knock him out of the <laughs> of the competition. In the end, I believe it was uh, the Lazy River Asher Yatzer tweet. Which tweet was that? That was Heichel's tweet. Um, 
If you knew your Gemara was... like you know your Twitter, <laughs> Mashiach would be here by now. I'm not doing that great anyway, but it was something along the lines of Kiddush Hashem, um, all these boys getting out of the lazy river saying, that, you know, the lifeguards asking, what are they mumbling? What are they whispering? And the, and, and the counselor's like, they're saying Asher Yatzer, which is, uh, you know, which is what you say after the bathroom. Hello? <laughs> out of the lazy oh, river. Got it. All right? <laughs> I'm so, on 10-second delay right now. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's the one that actually took the um, the win. And I believe he was against, I think he was against Straight out of Bumbakama. You know that tweet? <laughs> Straight out of Bumbakama is this video where this uh, I feel like I'm com- missing out on a whole Yeah, you gotta world. Get, you got to get on the Twitter. This, uh, this cow just comes and gores a guy right off a bike. And then the, the caption is <laughs> Straight out of Bumbakama. <laughs> Also good, also good. So I got this video, and and we both saw this video, and and when we talked about if we could talk about it on the cast, and I I really think we can, uh, because to me it's not negative. Uh, I I I I like it. I I approve of it, and I'm, I was I actually enjoyed it very much. Uh, I'm gonna play it for you now. Uh, this is a class. This is a sheer given by a rav, uh, and this is what it sounded like. <laughs> He's going off the handle. So you know what the greatest part about this but video wait, is? Just let, let's, let's clarify for our listeners <laughs> yeah, what he's what was, talking about. He's no, talking so, about wait, speakers. Before you, do, before you clarify, the best part about it is that everyone who gets this video, the first, so obviously it's in Hebrew, it's taking place in Israel, and you know, you're coming into the middle of a shear and you don't know what he's talking about. And everybody's first reaction is, well, well, what's the topic? And everybody's answer is, it doesn't really matter. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. Right. It really is. It's just you don't even need to understand one word you don't of need Hebrew, to know Hebrew to appreciate that video. Even the sound. You're, yes. you're playing it now, and I, I, it's just to me, it's hysterical. But he's talking about speakers who are taking um, payment, the payment to to come and speak, to give chizik, to give whatever. And you take a couple, you know, a hundred, two hundred dollars to speak. That's fine, or a hundred, two hundred shekel, whatever the numbers are. But to to go and take. 3,000 shekel, 2,000 shekel, which is what, what, what equivalent? Five, six, uh, 700, 700 bucks? bucks? Yeah, something like that. Like, like, like uh, it's unheard of. Why would somebody hire somebody for that much money? Go invite the guy to come speak, uh, you know, L'Shem Shemaim for free and see if he comes. <laughs> see if he comes! <laughs> so we went back and forth on this. Like, is this, you know, are we making fun of a Rav? I, I'm not making fun of the Rav. I would go to, the sh- to his shirim. Yeah, you would go to his shear for the entertainment value. No, no. I love his animation. I love his passion. I would go hear him 100%. He's he's passionate. He's very passionate. He's lively. I think we need more of that. You know what's what's interesting to me is he'll go off the handle completely and then come right back to baseline. (laughs) It's so quick. So and he's just even keel. What I loved about it is you went and you you actually researched him. You found who he was. You found his other videos, and you could literally just take any video, and he does this every single time and every yeah, yeah. In every class. A lot of passion. A lot of passion. It's great. You know what? Imagine imagine a Shabbos. You know, imagine a Shabbos where the Rav gets up to give a drasha, and he does that. You're coming back to that shul every week. You're not missing a drasha. 
You're not jetting out for Kiddush. You're not. You're a hundred percent. You're not missing it. Yeah, you're focused. Yeah, it's great. So but I don't but know. again, you just have to keep those outbursts coming. If you're the Rav, you've got to keep those outbursts flowing. Well, he seems to be popular because all of his videos, and we'll include a link to it, of course, in the show notes. His videos have thousands and thousands of views, and it's not just this one. All of them. So he's quite popular, and and I think I understand why. Especially for the Israeli speakers. <laughs> if you speak Hebrew, you're going to love it. <laughs> it's great. Loved it, loved it. So I don't know if you saw this one, this uh, this, this Utah tech entrepreneur, uh, Dave Bateman, you might remember. So he... Uh, hey, hey, what did he do wrong? He is... You're introducing uh, him as Yimach Shemai? Like, yes. Like, why? So he was on the board of uh, this company called Entrada. Apparently, he's quite wealthy. And he got up to, to, to speak, or he was giving a, I don't know, Zoom, and, or he wrote an email. And he basically, he's an anti-vaxxer, and he was basically saying that the vaccines are there to euthanize the American people. And who is behind all of this to euthanize the American people with the vax, the Jews. Oh. <laughs> yes. And he came right out it's with it. It's our fault. Yes, it's the Jews. Once again, the Jews are behind the, the euthanization and the, the anti-vaxxing. And this guy's like... It was such a Scooby-Doo moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. And who's behind it? Red herring. <laughs> it's the Jews. The Jews. <laughs> so once again, he's our uh, anti-Semite of the week. But... Uh, Speaking of anti-Semites, the, uh, did you see what's going on in Afghanistan? So the Taliban in Afghanistan, I don't know if I should laugh. I, I don't know. I, I guess I'll get your opinion on this. Uh, they, <laughs> they basically went around. They, they ossered having female mannequins. And, uh, you know, for, for the last 10 years. Well, they took over Afghanistan completely. They took over, right. So it, it, it's, their, the, uh, it's their show. Uh, it's their show. They ossered it. Okay. Some people didn't follow it. They went around and beheaded all the mannequins. <laughs> uh, that's a nice warning. I prefer right. that they behead the mannequins than they behead the store owners. I think there was a message, like a not it's so like, subtle message. Oh, you there. are next. <laughs> I guess they're basically just trying to tell them uh, you are next. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, I, I mean, is, is it? You think it would be us or, I mean, a, a female mannequin's us, or you think? Why? Why? I don't know. Maybe it's not Sneas. Maybe it's. You mean in 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 Taliban culture? No, no, no. I'm saying, let's say in a from in, in, in New Square, uh, in in Lakewood. I mean, you're trying to show product here. It's not like it's it's not designed to be provocative. But right, listen. We both know. You know, you walk through Manhattan and you see there's mannequins and windows. It depends what you use them for, right? If yes. you want to put a Shabbos robe on a on a mannequin, <laughs> I mean, come on, bro. <laughs> so that's what I'm- <laughs> So that's With what I'm a asking. snood on the head? I mean, come on. <laughs> so that's what I'm asking. That's the total picture. Have you ever seen a Shabbos robe and a snood on a mannequin? Have you ever seen that I in your life? I don't know. Simple I, question. Are not just things answer that the I, question. These are not things that I'm able to recollect on the spot for you. <laughs> so, I, I, again, I don't recall ever seeing it. And I wonder. I think we should I think we should get a psak. I think we should I think we should get a psak halacha on this. I, I, I wonder because, I, honestly, I don't think I've ever seen it. I, I want a psak halacha. You want a psak halacha on the Taliban? No, on on is this? Uh, uh, you want to know? Was it founded? Is there is there some yes, basis? Yes, for their hysteria over the female yes. mannequins. And you are listening. Mean, they they do a lot of crazy things. Let's look. They 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 these people are, are wearing burkas and covering their faces. It's a different culture. Yes. What you're trying to come and compare it to Judaism? It there, there's no comparison. Well, you are aware that there's a there's a, a theory that the Taliban are actually descendant from. Us from the Jews. They have no. A, what are you yes. talking about? These are all Bnei Yishmael. No. So, so they have uh, customs that are 
seem to be rooted in Judaism. I mean, maybe Afghanis that doesn't say anything no, no, about Taliban. No, specifically the Taliban. I'll give you an example. So I'll actually give you an example. There was actually an article in the Post, even recently. This is dated September 9th, 2021. Uh, they circumcise on the eighth day. They do not mix meat and milk. This is Taliban? Yes. I'm not buying it. Yes. Taliban. We're going to... Inc- Where are you what? getting this from? We what is this, from Wikipedia? This is the Jerusalem Post. Really? Yes. Did you donate to Wikipedia, by the way? They've been running a fierce campaign. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> Hold on. I'm going to read to you this paragraph from the Jerusalem Post. Prior to the rise of Islamic fundamentalism in the region, many of the Pashtuns, that's them, the Taliban, declared themselves to be what they referred to as Bani Israel, sons of Israel, in oral tradition that their ancestors passed down through the generations. This was noted by various Islamic travelers and historians stretching as far back as the 13th century, when there was hardly any advantage to be gained by asserting an ancient Israelite identity in Central Asia. So this is not... It's I don't not know. I'm, I'm really tired of people coming and trying to, to, to hijack Judaism. They, I don't care no, who they, it is. They're not trying to hijack it. They, 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 again, like you said, they'll kill us on the spot. But they, they have these customs. There is historical anecdotal evidence that they may be descended from, I guess... Maybe the, the, the ten tribes. The ten tribes, exactly. That's another thing for Jewish, Jewish Mythbusters. Yes. Ten tribes. <laughs> so it's widely believed that all the Jewish people in the world today are strictly descendants of either from the tribe of Judah or the tribe of Binyamin, I believe. Yes, but uh, many, Rabbana, many huge G'daylim say that is actually everybody's a mixture, everybody's part of... Yeah, but there's 10 lost tribes, friend. No, so Rabbi Vigda Miller, as an example, Zetzal, says that uh, all all of them, all the 10 tribes are represented today in all the Jews. It's just a mixture of all the 10 tribes, obviously, except for the Levim and the mm. Kayan. You know, then there's no value to the 10 lost tribes. They're lost. I understand. They're gone. No, so so the Shiloh becomes when Mashiach comes and, you know, and all these new Jews show up like, who are you? No, no. Like, is there going to be like 10 tribes, you know, marching into Israel with us? Like, oh my gosh, we didn't know. Or is it just that, uh, according to some, everyone's going to know the tribe that they came from and that's what it means that when Mashiach comes the ten tribes are going to not be lost anymore because everyone's going to know I'm a Levi so I know where I'm from you're from the great admixture so I don't know about you (laughs) yeah but like wouldn't it be super disappointing if you show up to Mashiach and he's like oh you're Naftali I'm like what (laughs) I don't want to be Naftali oh my gosh two in a row last week was the Kfira episode now you're going Kfira again what does that mean why Kfira what's wrong with Naftali I'm not saying something wrong with him the shift they call you kidding I'm not saying there's something wrong with him it's just not one of the top tier Shvatim that's all I'm saying oh my gosh that's all I'm saying I don't know what to do with that you want to be part of Zvolen (laughs) yes I don't know I don't know who they are yes he supported Tyra I'm sure he did it's Uh, great I just don't think I want to be part of that tribe so which tribe do you want to be part of i don't know i want to be like first of all obviously the uh because we know you're not from the creme de la creme is, is yehuda no 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 Le- right Le- i would like to be Le- from Le- Chevy Le- yehuda. i would like to say creme de la creme is the levy eh, i'm Hello. not sure uh based on Mikdash, we, whatever you've got jobs we got the keys what do you mean you were born into in, in, into servitude which is fine no servitude of kedusha yes i'm not i'm not i'm not mocking it i'm not oh, of course you're not mocking it because you can't become a lady but for us regular people Right? Where do we want to be from? Obviously, we want to be from from the tribe of Judah. Yeah, I guess. Okay, so. the the kingdom. That's right. I, I'm, I'm saying you that's, nobody wants to hear. Oh, you're part of Dan. I don't want to be <laughs> okay. part of Dan. You're gonna take down every one of the Shvatim. No, is not that, all that, of them. Is that how I'm, we roll? 
No, that's not what I'm trying to do here. It's getting worse. I'm just saying. Why do I keep asking questions? There are some tribes that you want to be from and others that mm, not so much. Okay. I, I, I disagree. I think they're all holy. All the shit I'm they not saying they're holy. not holy. Don't put words in my mouth. Don't I say that every, I... every tribe had their Mila. I'm sure, yes. And their strengths. Yes. But also, their the tribe of Judah is known to be royalty. Yes, okay. They were the Melech. Yes, so, okay. so it's not bad to 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 pine for... Yes, for, okay. So I'm going to say like this. To say you want to be part of Yehuda or Levi, that's fine. Mm-hmm. After that, it's all the same. I don't know. I'm well, not maybe sure. Not, no, because there's Mashiach Ben Yosef also. So right. maybe you want to be yeah. Ben Yosef. Yeah, okay. Okay, after that, fine. Those three. <laughs> oh, now. Then. Oh, boy. You're, you're slowly coming over to my side. <laughs> No, so it could be yeah. from Menashe, Ephraim, either one of those. Right. Okay, fine. Those are so good tribes. Levi, Yehuda, Yosef, Benjamin. Basically, mm-hmm. everything That's is exactly what I've been saying. God. <laughs> I'm <laughs> kidding. I'm kidding. I kid. See, now you've, now you've rubbed off on me. Now I'm making fun. No, chas v'shalom. Chas v'shalom. And by the way, it's not just the Taliban that they think are actually Jews. I, I, I was informed that there's a there's a whole thing about Putin being Jewish. Did you know about this? I did not. So on his... If it turns out that the whole world is Jewish, I'm going to be one <laughs> upset Jew. You know what I mean? Like, could you see that in the end of times? It it's so like, could be. Oh, but- plot twist. Everyone's a Jew. Well, they say Party. something... I'll be like, no. I'll no, be like, no, they, I'm they, out. There's some crazy statistic like like 90% of people from Spain have Jewish blood. Like if you do their DNA, they, they're because of the Inquisition and the you know uh, all the Jews that that were forced to convert. There are so many. Do you know what the Hebrew Jewish word blood. for Spain is? Uh, España. No, I said Hebrew. Oh, sorry, uh, Sfard. Sfard. Right. That's the name of the country, so it doesn't oh, right. surprise yeah. me. Yeah. So yeah, they found like this document. I forgot which document it was, but his mother's maiden name was S H E L O M O V A Shlomova, which has the name Shlomo in it, and. Uh, I've spoken to some, you know, Bukharian Jews, and th- this is actually a common name. You know, sh- to add the VA to the end of a name means like daughter of or son of or something like that. And so it's basically Shlomova is like daughter of Shlomo. But there's also a lot of Bukharians that have OFF at the end of their name. Yes. yes you know, yes, Chaimov, Shalomov. Yes. Like if you see <laughs> Yakubov, <laughs> but. But there's a lot, but that's how you know. You can know that someone's Bukharian by those three letters at the end of their name, or it's O O F F or O V sometimes, like Yakubov. <laughs> Bottom line is, Putin might be Jewish, yeah. and if it's his mother, he's fully Jewish. F Y I. I don't know. I don't like these. Uh, like I said, it's you know we're exclusive. But the truth is, we're so small, it doesn't make much sense. Like, how does it make sense that there are 14 million Jews in the world and we're around for like 5,000 years? Okay, maybe a little less, whatever. At least at least 3,000 years. It's a promise from the Torah that we would be Mese Misper. Um, yeah, but at the end of the day, where are we all? Where are we? I think it's like well, a bunch think of about them got this. killed, think, remember? Do yes, I need to remind you? But think about this. There are like something like 2 billion Arabs in the world. Yeah. 2 billion well, there's and we are something for fourteen million. Yeah, it's nothing. It's these people that have these long storied histories that go back thousands of years. They've got billions of people. Where are our billions of people? You want to? And, and listen, I get the Holocaust. Yes, six million uh, Kedoshim, six million uh, uh, um, Jews that were killed would have turned into what? Not two billion. 
It would have been a tremendous number, but it wouldn't have been two million. But two the, billion. The, the crazier thing is, Jews represent such a small fraction of world population, but such a huge fraction of impact on the world. Like Nobel Peace Prize winners, I'm sorry, Nobel Prize winners. I think it's like thirty percent or forty percent of them yeah, are Jews. Yeah, huge impact it's on insane. the world. Insane. So. So we're getting shout outs from people outside. So, you know, it's a fun little thing. What I do to, to non-Jewish people, I say, you know, Jews, uh, yeah, okay, J Jews, they have an impact on, the yes. How many Jews do you think there are in the world? I challenge you to ask a non-Jew. Invariably, they're like, uh, I don't know, uh, 800 million, 500 million. They give these crazy numbers. Yeah. I had this conversation recently in the per and I said, it's around 10 million, 13 million. Impossible. Impossible. Yeah, it's just Wikipedia right now. Right. They do not believe it. Right, and that's right, to right. our credit. That's to our credit. Speaking of Sfard, over 90,000 descendants of the Sephardic Jews were naturalized by Spain and Por Portugal. So you're saying that they're, nice? they're in the population. They don't even know they're Jewish. No, no, no. So they opened up. They, they said anyone who could prove that they were a descendant from uh, you know, Spain and Portugal, you could apply and get citizenship. And believe it or not, 90,000 Jews applied and, and got the citizenship. I personally but why would they a, want a Portuguese? Why would they want Portuguese I citizenship? I think it was just like it was almost like a statement, like you know, they try to destroy the Jews. We're still here. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's a nice way to end. Okay. All right. Okay. We hope everybody's staying healthy out there. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter. We're at Kiddush Club Cast. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Kiddush Club Podcast. You can subscribe to our Patreon. Uh, the link will be in the show notes. Uh, we will see you next time. And we are out. March 2020, COVID 1.0, it was, you know. You it, had it then? Yeah, which I, wow. I in, a, in a way, I mean, everyone's like, how bad was it? I was like, I don't know, I wasn't hospitalized, but it was rough. I was doing Zoom comedy shows, all, all, like, while coughing. Everyone's like, don't, you can't catch it. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm just like, sorry, everyone, it's just a cough. They're like, yeah, right, buddy, it's just a cough. Like, remember that Purim, right? That first yes, Purim. That's everybody, everybody got it. I, yeah, I said somebody guy. coughed, everyone booed that guy. Like, you're yes. like, get out of here. Like, yeah, no, that first Purim was, was real. But no one knew yet. We yeah. just that's when it hit. No. And, and that was no, they knew. was the super spreader event. And this episode is copyright Kiddish Club Media.